Well, hi, and welcome back to our Clarity Podcast. Clarity is our one-year experience here at Fellowship where we are seeking to see Jesus more clearly. I am Nick, and uh, we have with us today Justin Phillips. Hello, hello. Hey, Justin. Justin is community pastor for Mosaic here at Fellowship and really kind of one of our spiritual discipline gurus. Now, we, we brought Justin in, and he was, he was gracious to join us. One of the things that uh, we're in this Lent season— and for me, growing up in a church that didn't do the church calendar and didn't do this, like the, the only thing I really associated with Lent was some kind of fast. Right. Like that's when I think of Lent, I think you give something up for 40 days. That's what right. Lent means. And so as we're in this Lent season as a church, we want to just talk a little bit about what is fasting and why do it um, and, and what role does it play in our spiritual development? Absolutely. You know, so depending on what... Uh, tradition you grew up in, uh, in in Christianity, Lent was either emphasized or it was not emphasized. And so for for most folks, as we're talking about Lent during clarity, they have a lot of questions about that. Um, and when it comes to fasting, um, it's important to remember that uh, the fasting spiritual discipline is is part of a long list of spiritual disciplines that mm-hmm. we have. And so there's two categories. You have the abstaining disciplines, which include things like silence and solitude, Simplicity, and then you have the engaging disciplines, which would be um, prayer and confession and celebration. Okay. Um, and so fasting lines up with the abstaining discipline, and it's it's important to remember too that um, just like when you're practicing solitude, you're not learning to be alone. Right. You're learning to be alone with God, hmm. and when you're practicing silence, you're not just learning to be quiet. You're learning to be silent, to listen to God. And so fasting is something, again, that's not alone. There isn't a, there is a relationship with God that's going, that's happening with that. And so we're actually learning how to feast from God hmm. and to, uh, to be with him in this season. So that's, so tell me about that. Like you, you used some, some imagery there in some pretty powerful ways. So fasting which right. I associate with not eating, which in general is like a miserable thing for me. So you said that somehow fasting is tied to a feasting with God. Right. How does that work? How does denying yourself food lead to feasting? Right. So, so what we're able to do is we're actually to, we're starting to tap into maybe a couple things. One of those things would be what are some things, whether that's a food or it could be a behavior, or it could be um, an actual um, item in mm-hmm. our life that controls us. And so we, we've realized that, Hey, I reach for this or I grab this, or this is a part of my life. And I don't even actually know when that became a part of my life. And also it, it could reveal too the things that we use to control other things. Hmm. So the pain that we have in our life, uh, we have a go-to and we're trying to use that to control that. Um, so when we're able to, um, to pause and so fasting, uh, creates space for God to sustain us. So when we're able to pause and we're able to experience that without, um, then that's when we're able to allow God to sustain us. Um, and from there, we're able to uh, feast on what he does for us and, and to experience his power. How would you go about like identifying those things that either control you or you use to control something else? If, if I'm lacking self-awareness right. to know what those things are. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, that's where the value of community okay. comes in. Uh, the value of a family, the value of a trusted friend. Um, and we're able to, 
um, they may be aware of the pains that we have forgotten mm. and they may be aware of the, the story that we've told them about us that, and they've noticed a difference in us, a difference in our behavior, a difference maybe in our pace, our hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, also just in, um, the type of food that we're eating, mm-hmm. you know, and not to get too specific with that, but, um, they may just be aware of the consumption mm-hmm. that we're, uh, so a good friend in that. And also, um, we pray and we ask God, uh, we ask God to reveal to us, Lord, what is, what is it that you want me to give up? Yeah. When, uh, that's helpful. And when, you know, whenever I have tried different fasts in my life, um, essentially to be honest, what it kind of turned into for me was just a, a challenge, not that different from like, can I run five miles or can I do, you know, it was just kind of right. like, can I go this long without eating? Let's see if, oh, I did it. Awesome. And, and I think I often missed any kind of spiritual aim True. in that. So what, what, I don't know how to ask this question other than kind of what is our mindset, the, the approach that helps it be more than just a self-discipline of can I go without this? Yeah. Uh, Richard Foster, he stresses that. So he says, fasting must forever center on God. If our fasting is not unto God, we have failed. So the physical benefits, the, the, the gain of energy that we get from fasting, the spiritual insights, these must uh, never replace God as the center of our fasting. Mm-hmm. And so fasting does have a lot of benefits to that, um, but if that is our main aim, then we're missing it. And so yeah. it's to be centered uh, on God. So what does that, I mean, I don't know if you could just even break down, like what is a what does a day look like? Like what is like what, what, you know, when, when you're trying to, what are some practical ways that you fast unto God? You know, so I'd say once you have named what it is that you're fasting. And so again, this gets into another conversation of what are things that we can fast from, sure. you know, besides food or the types of food, or is it meals? Is it sunset, sundown to sunrise and, mm-hmm. uh, or sunrise to sunset, uh, would be that, um, type of fasting or is it multiple days? Um, once we have that identified, then we're also not just um, removing, we're also putting on. Mm-hmm. And, and so a temptation could be, I'm going to fast lunch. Well, now you've got an hour to be more productive. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and so you can turn that into, I've got an extra hour to work. I'm gonna be, and, and so in reality, what we want to be doing is if I'm fasting during my lunch, what am I going to put on? So am I going to take that hour and read? Am I going to take that hour and pray? Am I going to take that hour and... Uh, listen to worship music, listen to the Clarity podcast, oh, you know, and so, um, so what is, what is being put on as well? So you want to have that in place as well. So that's good. So you're identifying, so like last year for my, for our family, it was turning the TV off. We, we didn't turn a TV off. So we created space in our life. And so you're saying be intentional with what fills the space created by the fast. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Helpful. So we're, um, the, the aim is to engage God. And so we're trying to uh, be aware of that. So here's what, so what happens in that as you begin to fast, pain shows up. Mm. So whether that's a hunger pain or a, um, I've had something that has numbed this pain or numbed something in my life. And, and now that I have removed that, pain comes up. Mm-hmm. And so being aware of, of what it is um, that I'm actually hungry for. Yeah. And, and it could be that an attribute of God. It could be that I'm hungry for um, uh, a clear understanding of my identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry for um, affirming of a gift that I have. I'm hungry for 
um, um, a sense of, of a completeness in my life that comes from being in Christ. And that's always tied to what we're uh, during our fast. Man, that's really helpful, Justin, as, you, as you're just framing the why and the how for us with fasting. Any, any other big picture insights that you'd, you'd want to share with our people? Yeah, so when it, when it comes to the Lent season, mm-hmm. I know we're, we're already um, started in that, uh, but when it comes to the Lent season and fasting, there are times when um, you read in Scripture about private fast, and so where you have gone through a hard season or you have like Christ who's um, in the wilderness, and so this is a private fast, and that fast is, is a symbol of I am hungry for God, I am desiring more of God. And then you have seasons like this where it's, it can be a public um, or a corporate fasting um, together. So for this season, um, things just to consider when you're um, considering a 40-day fast. Um, I got this from Trevor Hudson. So Trevor Hudson is a South, South African pastor. And uh, he said three things to consider when it comes to um, deciding what to fast uh, from during Lent. Uh, one is, does it prepare my heart for Good Friday and Easter? Hmm. And so much like the Advent season readies our heart uh, for Christmas, yeah. uh, for the birth of Christ, uh, we are entering a season that we do not want um, either the Tenebrae service or Good Friday or Easter to catch us by surprise. Yeah. And how many times have we looked at the calendar and go, oh, Easter's next week. Right. Or, oh my goodness, you know. And so, so it is, is there, it's something that prepares our hearts uh, for Easter the second is, will it deepen our relationship with Christ? Mm. So again, we ask the prayer to God, Lord, what would you have me give up for Lent this year? So what, it, um, and, we, and we wait, and we ask for God to answer that. And uh, will it deepen our relationship with Christ? And third is, will it, will it, deepen, the, will it deepen the quality of my relationships with others? Mm. Um, so it is really not helpful to be giving up something for Lent, and it really makes you a pain to be with, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. And so, so we want it to, act, um, especially when it comes to, am I also more aware of of how I relate to and how I love other people in pain? So this is a really important season for that of those who are in need, those who are hurting, those who are poor. Is what I'm fasting uh, from will that help and deepen that quality of the relationship with so others me, in my life? So me, me fasting from picking up after myself around the house, not going to make me a more pleasant person in my home. Yeah. If you decide I'm going to fast from driving, (laughs) I mean, that's, there's some coordination that's going to happen with that. Um, But you want to be mindful of others. If you've never done a a food fast in particular Mm -hmm. before, um, you haven't had a medical checkup, Mm -hmm. um, it'd be good um, to talk to a doctor before you do that. Um, I encourage you, if you've never done a food fast before, to start slow. So start with a meal or to start with a particular food. Um, if you're if there if you're feeling like you're if you're feeling like you're supposed to do an extended fast, always consult with a physician for that. Um, it's also to um, it's also good to be um, aware of the current season you're in. Mm-hmm. So are you experiencing a deep grief? Hmm. Are you experiencing some deep pain where you have um, you have you're in the presence of Christ often? because of your pain. And so that's going to be something you're going to consider when it comes to fasting. So again, community, having a group of friends that can help you process what that might look like for you. Um, and, and also aware of just um, food issues. 
that mm-hmm. we have in our culture, um, eating disorders. Uh, we want to be mindful of that um, as we're as we're considering what the uh, to fast uh, from. Um, and I would say probably the thing that can catch us by surprise the most is avoiding comparisons hmm. of what we're fasting from. So the question you might hear often during this Lent season um, around fellowship is, hey, what are you fasting from? Yeah. And that's a sacred conversation. That's, yeah. that's a very sacred question. Uh, if a person has gone through the process of asking the Lord uh, what it is I'm supposed to fast from, um, be mindful of that in your conversation with them. Uh, we don't want to create a comparison contest. And, and some folks may be tempted to, to post what they're fasting from on social media. Yeah. Um, discretion on that, you know, too, and uh, if that might or might not be helpful. Can we camp there for a sec? Because sure. that's a question I've gotten a lot um, because we have this teaching of Jesus that says, don't go broadcasting your fast. Right. And I've seen it. I've some, some people have asked, like, so does that mean I'm not allowed to, like, share with anyone what I'm fasting mm. about? How do you even do a public fast if we're not allowed to talk about it? So, I don't know, any, any guidance you have on what, what, is, what, what was Jesus after, and then how do we apply that in light of a season where we're talking about fasting? Right. We're doing a public fast, but, yeah, we still have this caution from Jesus. Right. I think there is some of the comparison thing that he's cautioning us um, mm-hmm. on that, of that we're not trying to set ourselves apart to be better than the others who are— who may not be fasting. I think also he could be speaking to um, the benefits that come from fasting. And so if we are fasting with the Lord and we're engaging him and we're experiencing Christ and, and as we experience Christ, you know, guess what happens? We get to experience healing. We get to experience um, um, some more Christ likeness in our life. Mm -hmm. And that should be good news. That should be encouraging. People should be able to see that. And so um, if we have a real somber face or a really downcast um, affect, mm-hmm. um, then in some ways we may not even be accurately, you know, describing what the fasting is doing for us. That's good. The real, you know, it's the title of John Piper's book, A Hunger for God, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think the real question um, can be, what am I hungry for? What part of God am I hungry for in this season? Um, what am I reaching for, for that hunger? And, um, you know, the joke of, um, Snickers logo is, you know, Snickers satisfies, yeah. you know, and so just because Snickers numbs doesn't really sell really that many candy <laughs> bars, uh, but being aware of what is satisfying, yeah. like what is it that, that satisfies our souls? Hmm. Well, that's a compelling vision for, for fasting and feasting on, on the Lord. And so thanks for, thanks for guiding Absolutely. us through that, Justin. And, and my encouragement to the people of fellowship is even though the Lent season has begun, um, it, the benefit of fasting is not tied to only 40 days. And totally. so you know, just if you didn't start right with the beginning of Lent, don't let that throw you off. Uh, ask those questions of the Lord. What will draw you close to him? What will prepare you for Easter? What will help you to still be um, loving to those around you? I think those are the right questions for us to be wrestling with and choosing to step into the season to Absolutely. draw closer to the Lord. Most people have don't practice fasting very often. Mm-hmm. And so this may be the first time you're fasting. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, you're going to stop and start, and that's okay. And so we're practicing. We're not perfecting it. Mm, practicing, not perfecting. That's a good slogan to put over the season. Awesome. Hey, Justin, thanks. Thanks, and Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Clarity Podcast. <laughs>